0: My pleasure. There we go. How you doing today? Actually, I'm doing pretty good, considering uh, what a crucial day this is in, uh, in, in American history and the history of the world, actually.
1: Right, a lot of stuff going on. Uh,
0: yeah, but on the other hand, I'm an eternal optimist, so I'm always doing pretty good.
1: <laughs> right, that's good. For the people on my platform that don't know, um, can you tell them a little bit about what you do and your brand?
0: Yeah, sure. I try to do as much damage as possible. So I do a whole bunch of things. So let's see. I'm a science fiction author with about uh, 10 novels published. My most famous are The Silk code which won the locus award for best first novel of 1999 and the other one is the plot to save socrates that's probably sold the greatest number of books i'm also a nonfiction author i have a whole bunch of books about the history of media and the future of media and politics i'm also a songwriter and a record producer and a singer my first album twice upon a rhyme came out in let's see 1972 and i waited almost 50 years (laughs) until my second album came out i guess i wanted my first to make enough of an impact to make it worthwhile (laughs) that's called welcome up songs of space and time that came out in 2020 and then certainly last but not least because uh i obviously enjoy talking so much i'm a professor of communication and media studies at Fordham University in New York City.
1: Wow, that's a crazy, <laughs> crazy list of things. Um, man, so you're a very busy man. You always stay busy. Um, How do you, what inspired you to want to become that busy man that you are right now?
0: Well, I feel the most alive when I'm doing things. I mean, I always feel alive, but there's like a certain place, a certain space in the universe that I get, and I think most creative people get, when you bring something into being. Uh, and actually, that also applies to the people who have children because that's very profound. And uh, my wife and I have two kids and two grandkids. But in terms of bringing into being a song or a book or a short story, there's just nothing else in life that compares to that. It's just a uniquely thrilling feeling. And I've always felt that way. I mean, ever since I was a kid. The other thing about me is, for whatever reason, I'm the kind of person who. Whenever I enjoy something, I sort of want to do it in addition to just enjoying it. So for me, consuming some kind of popular culture that I just really love, if I can possibly create some of that, I always do that. So back in the 1950s, when I was a kid, the uh, two parts of creative culture that I was most entwined in were science fiction used to read science fiction stories, take books out of the library, more books than I was supposed to. I was once thrown out of my junior high school library because my librarian said all I was doing is reading science fiction. So uh, I thought that was a good thing to do. And I still do. She did. not But in addition to that, I also love rock and roll music. And, you know, I grew up in the Bronx. And, you know, I would listen to rock music late at night on a little transistor radio that, that I had in my bedroom. And so it's no surprise then for me that I, as the years went by, and we got into the 1960s, I sort of not only was a fan of those things, but I became a
1: creator and a producer of them. Wow. Wow. Very busy. Um, I'm a producer myself as far as being a producer. Um, how, how is it? I know it could be very, very busy. You love it.
0: I love it, but you are right, man. I mean, it's an enormous amount of work. For example, I wrote a story. It's called it's real life. It's an alternate history story about the Beatles and, I actually, it's up on a site called Vocal, V-O-C-A-L, and anyone who wants to read it can read it there for free. And I'm actually not even the producer of this. There's someone who's making a radio play out of it. And the amount of work that you have to do. Just to produce it would probably be about a thirty-minute radio play, but just to make sure you know the sound levels are right, the tones are right. You know we, we're having some live music performed in in that radio play, d- to make sure every single note is right. And you know the public of course doesn't realize that they just hear the final product, so it takes an enormous amount of work. And I actually write and do things very quickly. That's another reason. why. I've been able to do so much but even that takes a lot of work you know so you I can sometimes work on a book I may have an idea for a novel and I'll sit down and I'll write the first chapter and uh, I might put it aside not get back to it for a couple of years and then finish it up or just work on it some more and then a few more years go by and i finish it so it it takes an enormous amount of effort and work but as i was saying it's extremely rewarding work i'll tell you one of the best experiences that ever happened in my life after my first novel was published I was in a Barnes & Noble, and of course the egotistical person that I am, I always walked over to the shelf in Barnes & Noble where they had a couple of copies of my book for sale. And most of the time I would just walk over there and beam. I thought it was so great. But one time I walked into this Barnes & Noble, it was in Manhattan, and I see somebody who I don't know from Adam, And who is basically reading a book and really smiling. And I can see just like sort of glimpsing at the cover. It's my book. So I don't say anything. I'm thinking this person is probably going to put the book back. But they take the book with them. And I was sort of watching them out of the corner of my eye. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to think I was like a stalker or something. And it was the most amazing feeling in the world when I saw this person buy my book. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. Uh, Even though I knew, of course, that my book was selling, but just to experience that firsthand. So it's that kind of feeling that I think keeps creative
1: people going. Right. Congratulations. That's real big. You know, I can only imagine, you know, you're in a store, you know, like you said, they're right there and they're actually reading your book, smiling, they're interested in it and they go purchase it. That's, That's a one of a kind feeling. It, it is.
0: I mean, look, members of your family will tell you it's a great book. You know, your friends will tell you that. But when a complete stranger, you know, is doing that and telling you that through their
1: actions, it, it's just a wonderful feeling. Right, right, right. As far as on podcasting, um, you have a podcast, correct?
0: Yeah, because as I said, I like to talk. And I started a podcast way back in 2006. And in those days, I was going to do like a podcast, I thought, maybe once a month. And when I first started, I was just doing a podcast every other day, a new episode. And, you know, much like you, you know, it's just great talking, talking to people, all that stuff. You know, as the years went by, I got involved doing other things, but I always managed to do an episode here and there. Uh, But since the age of COVID, which, of course, you know, is a horrible thing, but even bad things sometimes have unintended consequences that can be good and helpful. And one of the unintended consequences for me is because of the lockdown and I was still teaching online but it's in many ways it's easier to teach through zoom and it takes less time because you don't have to drive to the school and park your car and walk up the stairs and all those things so i had more time and i sort of got back into podcasting and uh, now i'm doing it much more often the name of the podcast is light on light through and people often ask me, what, what exactly does that mean? Well, one of the theorists of media that I studied, Marshall McLuhan, m- made that distinction. Uh, he said, you know, when when you look at a, a motion picture, a motion picture theater, you're seeing light bounce off something. When you look at a television screen, because, you know, they didn't have computers back then, you're seeing light shining through the screen it, right into your eyes. And that is much more... Involving sometimes than just light bouncing off a screen, and you can extend this if you think you know. You look up at a blue sky, and you're seeing light shine through the sky, or stained glass windows. You know, in a house of worship, you, the the light is coming through the windows, and it sort of is is much more involving and even profound than just light bouncing off a wall or whatever and so i wanted to indicate that my podcast was going to cover everything so i called it light on light
1: through right i love it bro i love it my podcast is um similar where i uh i cover everything it's about everything and um it's crazy because uh when i first started it you know obviously people don't see your dream effort your vision at first but When I would tell people, somebody say, so what's your podcast about? And I will come back and say, well, it's about basically, honestly, about a little bit about everything. And they'll say, well, you need to uh, niche down or talk about one thing. But I realized once you talk about everything, you always have content to make.
0: Well, that's completely right. And uh, you did the smart thing. Following your own inner vision and sense of what you wanted to do. Uh, People, I think, spend too much time. And this is one of the roads not to success, but to the opposite. uh, Seeking out expert advice. You know, the experts, they may know what works for them. But everyone has a different pattern. Everyone has a different relationship with the universe, with the people around them. And you have to find your own path and go with what you want to do. And uh, th- that, I think, and I always advise you know, my students about this, that's the best way. It's not certain that you're going to succeed. It never is. But that's the best way of giving it a shot. And even if you don't thoroughly succeed, at least you then have the satisfaction of putting your imagination and your dreams into reality.
1: Right. Love it. Um, And podcasting, like it changed my life, really, because I was I went to school for radio and TV. And I, um, I got into a car accident, so things didn't go as, as planned. So I really had to make a choice. I could sit here and dwell like, you know, the radio didn't happen. Or let me try podcasting. And I've interviewed celebrities. I've interviewed, like, great people like yourself, doctors, teachers, professors. And um, podcasting is a beautiful thing. Um, if you had, is there any advice you could give to somebody who wants to start like a podcast, or they just want to get into the media.
0: Yeah, and, and first of all, let me say the, the the great advantage of podcasting, in contrast to television, radio, all those things, is that you set the schedule. You can, and we were talking just a few minutes ago. You can do as many podcasts as you want. You can do five podcasts a day. You can do one podcast a month or even less frequently. Whatever works best for you, there's no schedule that's imposed upon you that you have to fulfill. So that's one thing I think that everyone should keep in mind, you know, the great advantage of podcasts. You're not going to burden yourself with an obligation that maybe you won't be able to meet because you set the agenda, the person who does the podcast. Another important thing that I think people may worry about a little bit too much when they're starting out podcasts, the sound doesn't have to be perfect, right? You know, it just has to be comprehensible, There are some people, oh, my God, you know, uh, I I have to build a room that shuts out any outside sound. And, you know, I'm going to buy an expensive microphone and I better get a baffle to make sure, you know, my T's don't pop. I mean, you know, those things do enhance the sound of a podcast, but they're not the most important thing. The most important thing really are the ideas. That you, the podcaster, are putting out into the podcast. So that's what I would, you know, advise anyone to do. And uh, the other thing is, try it. You'll like it. A lot of people think, oh, you know, it, it, can I do this? And you, you never really know if you can do it until you try doing it.
1: Absolutely, you have got to try. And, man, like you said, podcasting is something good. Um, Before we uh, wrap it up, I don't want to take too much of your time. I like to always ask my podcast guests a motivational question. Sure. So, So if you're having, like, an off day or, you know, you're not feeling it, you know, you're like, wow, today I'm just not feeling it. What's a couple of things you do to turn it around and make yourself feel back on?
0: Okay, well, first of all, don't dwell on that, because when, when you have a feeling like that, the worst thing you can do is sit around and worry about it and mope about it and get drawn into that black hole. The, the, so I have a whole bunch of things I do, uh, and, and this, of course, is different uh, for everyone. First of all, if you have more than one project going on, and you find yourself a little bit at, at a dead end in a particular project, just put it aside and pay attention to another project. And the more projects you have, the more options you have. Then whatever it is that you like to do now, I love gardening. Because again, that's part of the creative process. It's a very exciting thing. I mean, it almost sounds you know, simplistic, but it certainly is true for me. Uh, You plant a seed or you plant a bulb and it comes up. uh, That's just magical. And then if it's a perennial, it comes up the next year. I I like uh, doing that and it, it makes me feel good. Here's something that a lot of people might find surprising. You know, there's no house or apartment that doesn't need some cleaning or throw some stuff out of the attic or rearrange this or that. And I find like, if I'm at a creative impasse, it's a very helpful thing for me to just do that kind of work. Yet another thing, go out and do some shopping, you know, You can go out and get some groceries, make your significant other happy because you went out and and did some shopping. And all of those things, not even just even a single one of them, but all of them are sort of a crop rotation of things that you can do if if you're at some kind of an impasse. I always find those helpful.
1: Good advice. Good advice. Always keep the mind busy. Like you said, you don't want to just sit around or just think about that. That's right. Now, uh, you know, I really appreciate you for coming on the podcast. We definitely got to do another um, episode. Before we go, can you give out all your social media where to find your podcast and all that?
0: Absolutely. Well, so first of all, um, my Twitter account is at Paul Lev, P-A-U-L-L-E-V. I'm, I'm still on Twitter, uh, you know, and uh, I'll, I'll probably st- stay there for a while. If, if, if only because I like observing what's going on in the world. Uh, my podcast, as I said, is Light On, Light Through. It's a little bit of a mouthful, but it's L-I-G-H-T-O-N-L-I-G-H-T-T-H-R-O-U-G-H dot That's how you can get to the podcast page, but you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, like there's probably a hundred different places, you know, that that have my podcast. If you're interested in any of my books, just go to Amazon, search on Paul Levinson. Amazon will give you a whole list with pictures of all my books. And just so you know, uh, you know, I try to make if I have any influence over the publisher, these books to be as inexpensive as possible. So, you know, some of them, you know, just cost a couple of bucks. My music, same deal. It's all on Spotify, on Apple music, just search on Paul Levinson and you'll uh, be able to listen to all those songs. Some from the 1970s, some from just two or three years ago. Love it.
1: Love it. Love it. You know, before we go, um, I'm going to DM you. Maybe we can exchange numbers, and um, I could call you sometime when you're free. And um, I've I really been wanting to make my own book, so that'll and be cool.
0: Great. I, I encourage you to do that, and I'll, I'll give you my number when we finish up here, and you can call me anytime.
1: All right. Thank you, Paul. I really appreciate it. hope we have a outstanding night. You too. Take care. All right. Thank you. Take care.